0: The National Desk Conversations. America's News Now. I'm Jane Jeff Code, and welcome to Episode 6 of The National Desk Conversations. Every weekday, we invite newsmakers onto our morning television broadcast to discuss topics everybody's talking about. On today's podcast, I go one-on-one with White House Chief Medical Advisor Dr. Anthony Fauci less than 24 hours after the Omicron variant was first discovered in the U.S. And again, the first case of Omicron here in the U.S. was discovered in San Francisco. The World Health Organization has called this a variant of concern. President Biden set to announce new regulations today, including new requirements for travel and mask mandates. The White House top infectious disease expert, Dr. Anthony Fauci, joining us this morning right here on the National Desk. Dr. Fauci, welcome. Good to see you.
1: Good to be with you. Thank you for having me.
0: So we know it was just a matter of time before the omicron variant was discovered here in the u.s how old is this patient
1: uh i'm not going to be able to give you a, a personal uh, uh information about them that's going to have to come from the california authorities so we've been told not to give any personal information about the person but if the california authorities and the patient himself or herself feels that they want to let that know and it'll be up to them, but it's not up to us to do that, sorry.
0: That's all right, Dr. Fauci. Right now, this person has a mild case, as you have said. Contact tracing shows no one else has been infected. Do you find that surprising since they flew in a plane and clearly did not know they were Mm -hmm. even infected since they were also vaccinated?
1: No, we really got to be careful when you have a single patient to make any extrapolation generally from a patient just because that individual had four close contacts and all are negative doesn't really tell you much. You only have to have large numbers of individuals like they currently have right now in South Africa. And that's the reason why we are in such close contact with our South African colleagues, because they have the largest number of cases there. And we can learn a lot about the transmissibility, about the seriousness of infection, and about whether or not it evades the immune response that it's induced by a vaccine. We're going to have the answer to all of that in a matter of a week or two or more, but most of the information will come from South Africa and other countries. We wouldn't be surprised if we see more cases here. I mean, that's just the way viruses go, so I think the United States needs to be prepared that we will be seeing more cases here.
0: Dr. Fauci, why was this COVID case sequenced to begin with, since we don't sequence very many positive cases here in the U.S.
1: Well, for example, the alert was out that this is a person who was symptomatic and his history, and I say he, it's a he or a she, was an individual who came from South Africa via London. So just the epidemiological suggestion that it may actually have been uh, a case of Omicron was the reason why that was sequenced. We also sequence. About one out of every seven isolates in this country gets sequenced anyway, irrespective of the issue and the challenge with Omicron. So it's not a surprise that this particular isolate was sequenced. Let's talk about
0: some of the regulations we can expect from the president today. I was looking at the list right here. Uh, One of the things that you guys uh, are going to be requiring is stronger public health protocols for safe international travel, as well as... Protections and workplaces to keep the economy open. What extra protections and workplaces are you guys going to suggest?
1: You know, it's almost certainly going to be uh, making sure that in indoor places that there are masking. You know, we have some tools at our disposal. The most important one is vaccination, both the primary as well as the booster vaccinations for mRNA and and and, and others, the J&J. But we also want to do things like good practices of public health, the low-tech ones, good ventilation in places where you work, mask mandates in certain situations, extending the mask mandate for travel in public places, trains, airports, other places of travel. It was supposed to end essentially in a month. It's going to be extended into likely March or beyond. Those are some of the things that the president will be talking about when he makes a visit here this afternoon to the NIH.
0: And you said yesterday that you felt like we needed to get ahead of this and close travel from these eight African countries. The World Health Organization disagree with this. Why would they disagree with this when they called this a variant of concern from the very get-go?
1: Well, they make a a reasonable point. What they're saying is that the countries such as South Africa, which was very transparent and very helpful in bringing to the attention of the world what was going on in their country, it appears that they're almost getting penalized is the word that they use when it really is not punitive. We had to make a move because at that time, we did not know at all what the extent of what this is and we're still learning a lot more about it. So the rationale for the prevention of travel from these countries of non-American citizens was to buy us a couple of weeks at least to get a better feel for just what we are dealing with. That was the reason for the inhibition or the prohibition of travel from those countries by non-U.S. citizens. Hopefully, and I say hopefully, we'll be able to pull back on that restriction as we get more and more information.
0: Dr. Fauci, one thing that you said yesterday was that everybody should get a booster, but what about waiting until we have a more modified shot? Why shouldn't we wait for a variant-specific booster or vaccine?
1: Because I think we might lose a lot of time if we are ultimately going to need a variant-specific booster. We will get it when it comes, and we will recommend for people to do it. But right now, we have a very important tool in our armamentarian. And we know when you boost, namely a third shot after an mRNA or a second shot after a and j that you elevate the level of antibody and other immune parameters high enough to give cross-protection against other variants, such as Delta. Because the vaccine right now that we use is not specifically directed at Delta. It's directed at the original ancestral Wuhan strain. And yet, when you give somewhat a vaccination, and particularly after a boost, you get good protection against Delta. And for that reason, we are assuming, and I think it's a reasonable assumption, that you will get at least some protection against Omicron if you increase your level of protection across the board. And that's the reason why we're recommending people who are eligible to be boosted to get boosted now.
0: So for clarity here, does fully vaccinated now include the booster?
1: No. Officially, for purposes of, for example, when a person is fully vaccinated on a on a requirement of getting into a college or getting into a workplace fully vaccinated is still two shots of an mRNA and one shot of a and j For optimal personal protection, clearly we're recommending everybody get a boost from 18 years of age and older.
0: So at what point in the mandate does the booster become part of that?
1: You know, I I don't know. I think that's open for discussion. Uh, There's no real decision about that right now. You can still have a situation where officially fully vaccinated is one thing, and yet you recommend for more protection, for optimal protection, that people get a boost the way we are recommending.
0: Dr. Fauci, for travel uh, restrictions at this point, uh, you are now saying that everybody who comes into the U.S., who flies into the U.S. has to have a negative COVID test, correct?
1: Correct. Correct.
0: Why have we allowed hundreds of thousands of migrants to come across the border, some who have tested positive for COVID?
1: You know, it's much more difficult to do that kind of restriction at the border. We do have Title 42 in place at the border, which we are enforcing. And many of the people who are coming into the border are actually getting tested. I think that's an unappreciated fact. But you're right, not everybody is. And it's a very difficult logistic problem to handle that. Should we
0: force migrants to get vaccinated?
1: Yeah. I'm not going to make that statement because that's out of the purview of which I'm involved in. That would have to be something involving the CDC and the Department of Homeland Security. But
0: do you agree with the president's vaccine mandate for private businesses?
1: Well, the idea, we we know that mandates work for sure. We know when there are mandates, take United Airlines, 99% of their employees now are vaccinated. Tyson's food, Methodist of Houston, that health system. It does work. You don't like to be able to have to tell people that they need to do something, but sometimes the greater good of society actually really uh, supersedes a person's individual feeling of what they do and not want to do, preferably there would be no mandates, but we've got to get people vaccinated.
0: And Dr. Fauci, a lot of people are still wondering about natural immunity because they're looking at some of these studies. The recent Israeli study that shows natural immunity is 13 times more effective than vaccines in protecting individuals. What's your thoughts on
1: that? Yeah, be careful of that study. Uh, There are a lot of studies out there, and there are some studies that, first of all, let's make it sure that people don't get confused. If you are infected, and you recover, you have a good degree of immunity, which is unclear is the relative degree based on your age, about how sick you got when you got infected, about whether you were asymptomatic, about where you are in a certain situation with regard to your immune system. The thing we know a lot more about, because we follow it more carefully, is what the immunological response is following vaccination. So that's not saying that you're not protected following natural infection it's just that it's a bit more uncertain than what happens when you get vaccinated but you that's would all.
0: but you would agree that the immunity wanes after 6 months which is why you're recommending a booster right
1: yeah right immunity wanes all over whether it's in in, in for vaccination or whether it's following infection
0: Got it. Now, there's no test authorized by the Food and Drug Administration that would enable doctors at this point uh, and the public to reliably measure an individual's protection from disease, correct?
1: You can get an idea, for example, if a person has a high level of antibody, you can make a reasonable assumption, backed on data, that that person has a good degree of protection. What you can't say is when the level is low, whether or not the protection is absent or is still there by parameters that you can't actually measure. So if it's a high level, you're pretty confident that things will be good. If it's low, you can't really say what the level of lack of protection is.
0: Dr. Fauci, why are we not developing the COVID shot like the flu shot? Why does it have to go through all these trials? Every year, we don't require that with the flu shot.
1: Wait a minute, hold it. (laughs) This is the first time we've given the covid vaccines so you could not give a vaccine to the american public without testing it that would be ridiculous so we've done so much with flu every year you don't have to recreate the wheel every time you want a flu vaccine unless it's a brand new vaccine when we were dealing with covid 19 vaccines it was an absolutely brand new vaccine that you absolutely had a test in a large clinical trial to determine safety and efficacy. So there's no comparability whatsoever between the approach to a flu vaccine versus the approach to a brand new vaccine, such as what we use for COVID-19.
0: When you get the vaccine for Tdap, measles, mumps, rubella, you do so because you're protecting yourself as well as others. But with this shot, you can still get it and you can still infect others. So it's basically for personal protection, right?
1: Well, that's making it too simple. It's for personal protection, but you also can protect yourself from spreading it to anyone else. So even though it isn't 100 percent protective and protecting you from being infected, it goes a long way to protect you from getting severe disease, which would lead to hospitalization and even death. And that's the reason why, when you compare a vaccinated person to an unvaccinated person, And you look at everything from infection to severe disease to hospitalization to ICU and to death. Overwhelmingly, the risk.